Welcome to another episode of the Bob Hoover Fitness Podcast. Thank you for tuning in again. We have a uh, pretty good one here. Um, and I think it's going to resonate with a lot of you because I hear it all the time about the lack of confidence and how do you get more confident or I'm not confident with this. How do I get more confident with this? What can I do? And I'm going to share a few stories with you in this episode, like from my personal journey that has helped me become more confident. And I truly believe that anybody, I don't believe I know because I've seen it with hundreds of people that if anybody can become confident, like even if you're stuck right now and you feel like there's no, there's no, there's no hope and you're just going to be stuck with where you're at. And no matter what you do, you, you, you can't accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. You know, I'm going to call you out on your bullshit. And I'm just going to tell you like, Hey, that's not true. Um, you can, I've, I've seen it time and time again. I've experienced it. I have a fuck ton of clients that experienced it, family members that have experienced it, friends, and it really requires just a few things. But when you switch your mindset into thinking that you can't into thinking that I can and I will, you are going to become confident and it's going to change your life. Um, so I kind of wanted to give you like three quick stories here on times that I became confident or that has helped me become more confident as a person because I wasn't always like this. And am I the most confident person ever? Like, no, like, is anybody ever the most confident? You know, yeah, some are more confident than others. But I think I think to some extent, everybody has some form of like insecurity, some form of imposter syndrome. And, uh, you know, it happens to everybody. But those who are successful, those in whatever they do, uh, whether it's fitness, business, health, uh, with, with a job or whatever the case may be, um, as a parent, they don't let those times dictate their actions, right? They don't let those times prevent them from moving forward. They, they break through those plateaus. They, they climb those mountains, right? Um, and, and they get over them. So that's what I want to talk about today. Um, basically just how to gain confidence and, and kind of give you maybe like three quick tips on how to live a confident life and three quick stories. And hopefully you can take something away out of this. Um, because, you know, basically like, let's kind of break it down. Like what is confidence? Confidence is like basically being comfortable with yourself and feeling good about the person you choose to be. I think that is important to think like to really emphasize choosing to be confident, choosing the person you're going to be. Oftentimes we think that we're stuck with where we're at and I get it. You know, this used to be me, but there's a reason like your present is a direct reflection of your past actions right? Like where you're at right now is because it's not some random thing. It's what happened because of what you've done in your past, whatever that may be. If you got a promotion, you didn't just get the promotion randomly. Like, like no, there was a reason why you got that promotion. You um, came to work on time. You, you stayed in extra hours. You went above and beyond. Uh, maybe you're a great leader. 
uh, whatever the case may be. If, if you have been on your fitness journey, it's not like you lost 20 pounds. Or it's not like you gained 10 pounds of muscle or you improved your relationship with food by chance. It's like, no, you actually put in the work. You consistently went to the gym. You consistently tracked your calories. You consistently figured out how to add in more whole foods to your diet. You consistently worked on your relationship with food and, and worked on that and realized that uh, you have control over the food. So it, again, everything where you're at right now isn't by some random chance. There's a reason why you're at where you're at right now because your thoughts and your actions dictate your reality, right? And I thought that was an interesting quote I actually saw it a few places. Um, I'm reading uh, You Are a Badass for the second time. Just an amazing book. Would highly recommend it to anybody out there if you're listening to this, especially if you're listening to this episode. Um, and then Ed Milet said it ironically in another podcast I was listening to, and I thought it was like, whoa, that's weird. Um, so just something to remember. like It's who you choose to be, right? That's where confidence comes from because you have a choice. You can... You have a choice to stay where you're at right now, or you have a choice to start taking in the action and putting in the work to become the person that you want to become, right? And that's kind of what I'm going to talk to you about this in this podcast. Um, you know, and the second note I want to make real quick is it can be hard, especially in today's age, looking at social media, seeing other people who are quote unquote successful, whether that's in business, life with their body, their health, their fitness, whatever the case may be, um, it can be hard to stay confident and be confident because you're getting one little picture in time or video in time of somebody's quote-unquote life. So you're, you're setting yourself up for feeling like shit, for feeling not confident at all, for just unrealistic expectations from the social media, right? So I think having the self-awareness that social media is a, you know, a lie, essentially, right? And you can't compare yourself to somebody on social media because you don't know the story behind that, right? You don't know what that person's going through. You don't know what they did to get to that point. You don't know if they're lying. You don't know it, it, there, there's so much that goes into it. You know, you see this all the time with like influencers. A lot of times they'll post pictures of themselves being ripped when in reality, like you didn't know that they took all those pictures in like the span of a week, or the span of a few days and just put different clothes on, went to different places. And then they have a whole library of pictures to take, you know, or I should say to post for the whole year. And you don't see their terrible relationship with food. You don't see them not going out to family parties or social events because they're scared to eat or not eating the pizza because they think it's going to make them fat or um, not having any energy or any libido or being in a bad mood and getting a shitty sleep and being miserable. Like you don't see any of that. They don't post any of that. So I think um, it's it makes sense why confidence is decreased, but just know and be aware that you can change it and it starts with today and taking action and not feeling bad for yourself right that's that's the key and honestly that's one of the hardest part things to do but hopefully this podcast will kind of help inspire you to take that next that next action and that next step 
So I want to tell you uh, three quick stories before I tell you three quick tips on how to live a more confident life. Um, so I wasn't always like this. Uh, you know, I still have my struggles, but I would, I growing up for some reason, I was always very shy, very insecure, had very bad anxiety, wasn't very good in social situations. I had, I had a lot of different friend groups, um, in high school. I was very fortunate with that. I, uh, I had, but like just like a bunch of different friend groups, I had like my sports friends, like my baseball friends, my basketball friends. Um, I had my friends, friends, which, you know, we would hang out on the weekends and after school. Um, I had my older friends. I had, um, my, uh, like video game friends where we were like in video games. I had a lot of different friend groups. Um, but the thing is, you know, I was never really like, comfortable in my skin um I would always I always wanted to like impress people so I'd always and I still struggle with this sometimes like saying the wrong thing but I never wanted to say the wrong thing I always wanted to like try to act cool and and fit in if that kind of makes sense so I was never like who I wanted I I never felt comfortable in my own skin and it just didn't feel right right so I was never me I was never Bob and something as I learned as I grew older was confidence, a big thing in confidence is being you, your true self. Because once you realize that there's only one you and you're unique to yourself, a lot of the pressure and anxiety goes away and you can just be you. And once you're comfortable with that, you know, like you're going to, you're going to attract people who like you, Right. And the people who don't and who don't mesh well with you, cool. Like you don't want those people in your life anyway. So one of the first things that you can do to be confident is just being you. Um, and this is something that I've learned over the years and I've gotten a lot more comfortable, comfortable with because I tried to be that person that um, went out to parties. I tried to be that person that went out to groups uh, and that just wasn't me. I'm more of like a homebody, right? I, got, I like to go out. But I like to go out like casually. I like to hang out, you know, with a friend or two and just kind of like chill. Like I don't like to go out to these big parties. I don't like to go out to these like big events. Like that's just not my thing. I know for me what feels comfortable is like sticking to, you know, things that aren't too big. Like maybe that means instead of going out to like a, uh, I don't know, like a, like a club, I just like to go out and grab like a drink with like my friends or um, we go over each other's houses or whatever the case may be. So being you and finding out like what that true you is and really digging deep and whether that's like meditating or that's journaling and writing and figuring out like what makes you happy and what makes you you, I think is a very first step. So um, kind of went off on a tangent there. But anyways, the first quick story is basically um, talking about confidence is you know, moving uh, schools when I was little in fifth grade. So from kindergarten to fifth grade, I went to a private school, um, made a lot of good friends, had a great time there. But we moved about 20 minutes away. Um, my parents built a house so I could still go to the private school. It was just kind of expensive. And the drive was, again, an extra 20 minutes away. So we tried it for the first year in fifth grade. And 
it worked, but it was a lot for my mom to drive me. So we figured, hey, or they figured, uh, it would probably be easier for me to transfer over to the high school by where the house was. Um, and it was a good high school. It got really good reviews. Um, they knew people, the kids that went there, and it. I don't even know what they judge a um, high school off of, but it had very good um, like teachers. It had very good uh, test scores and all that kind of stuff. So, um, in fifth grade, I moved here, and again, remember, I as a little kid. I, in even in high school, but as a little kid, I was very shy, um, really bad anxiety. And the first day of school at this new school, I was terrified. Um, I remember just not being able to sleep the night before. Um, I remember just being very like sick. And I remember when my mom dropped me off for the first day, I got out of the car and my lunchbox like fell on the ground. Like what a perfect day or I should say what a perfect thing to do and start like your first day of school, right? At a new school. So my lunchbox fell, picked it up. And you know, my mom, she of course felt terrible. And uh, I went inside and we sat in the, they had like a, like a gym. It was like a gym slash lunchroom. So we sat in the gym. Then we went up to our first classroom. And of course I didn't talk to anybody. Um, you know, the whole first day I was just terrified. I didn't know anybody. I felt like all, like all the kids were laughing and hanging out. And then there was me, you know, I was, uh, just Bob sitting in the corner, not talking to anybody. Um, and I think the first day there was these two kids who look, they like, they were sitting in front of me. They looked back at me and they said something. I can't remember exactly what they said, but it wasn't like the nicest thing. I don't think they were like being mean, but like it wasn't the nicest thing. And remember, I, I'm coming from a private school. I'm used to having friends. I grew up with all these kids. So this was like the first time in my life that I ever experienced something like this, right? Like I was never, um, I never had to deal with this before. So it was new to me. And I ended up hating it so much that I actually went to the nurse on the first day and my grandma, my nana had to come pick me up and I went home, um, and then it, I just had such a bad experience, or I perceived to have such a bad experience, that my mom actually enrolled me back into the old school I was going to, so the, the private school I went to before. So I went to this school for a day, and I'm like, Mom, you know, my five-year-old brain was like, Mom, I can't do this. This is terrible. So she enrolled me back into the old school. Um, now, the funny thing is, um, I had three more days at the school before I went back to my old school. And ironically, uh, the next day, same thing in the morning, maybe felt a little bit better, but was still very nervous, very shy throughout the day. We had a recess and these kids were racing and they asked me, like, hey, Bob, like, or Bobby at the time, little Bobby, um, they asked me, they're like, hey, like, you're next. And I was like, what? No, like, I don't want to race. And they're like, yeah, you're next. So I raced, like, three kids, just destroyed them, like, wasn't even close. And uh, it was me and this kid, Jose. I'll always remember this, this kid, Jose. And I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, yeah, cool. Like, 
we're racing. I'm, I'm in the finals, you know, at recess and, and so on and so forth. So we start racing. Of course, I just run as fast as I can. And we had we had this like yard where that was um, fenced in. So at the corner, it was just all grass, and that's where we were racing to. So we start at this one at point A. We run to the fence. You have to touch the fence, run back. And I just run as fast as I can, touch the fence, run back. And like I get back, and it's like every kid's mouth is open. They're just like their jaw dropped. And I didn't even know what was going on. I'm like, what? And all of a sudden, like this kid, it was almost like something you see in a movie. This kid was like, you just beat Jose. And I'm like, what? And like, everybody's like, oh my God, he beat Jose. They're like, nobody ever beats Jose. So apparently Jose was like the fastest kid in the grade. And he would always win these races that they would have. And like, nobody ever beat him until I went there. And ironically, funny enough, I became one of like the most (laughs) popular kids, like right there, like that was like my initiation and the reason why it was ironic is because i just got back enrolled into the old school i went to so the next three days essentially i ended up making a lot of friends and then i leave um so that was like a tough moment for me because i thought that i was failing the first day i thought that i wasn't gonna make any friends and then ironically the second day i make a bunch of friends and then i build i start to build the beginnings of some relationships uh the second third and fourth day from winning a race and then people start talking to me and everybody was really cool and i made some friends and and whatnot so i go back to the old school and uh fast forward my mom's like absolutely not you're going to the middle school so this is your last year here so i go back to the school it was weird everybody was like wait what you're back blah blah so had a good year fast forward a year and i play football and uh some of the kids remember me so i made some friends in football go back to this middle school at this new school and uh again first day i was extremely terrified but i knew this time there was no time out and i remember last time i'm like all right well i messed up because i left but if I could do it then, I could do it again. And I was starting to, I had a little bit more confidence the second time around. So my first day, I go in. And remember, this is middle school. So like, I didn't know any of these kids. These are from, so the middle school was a total of like four elementary schools, I think, four or five. So not only did I have to see the kids that I went to elementary school with for those four days, but now there's four other elementary schools. So I'm in science class of my first period. And... I'm sitting there at this desk and I'm terrified. And all of a sudden this like kid sits next to me. And again, I'm not thinking anything of it. And then teacher, of course, the worst thing that could happen is like, all right, kids, like our class, like we're just going to bunch up in partners today and um, we're going to start doing whatever project it is and whatever. And it's like the first day and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You know, I'm like sitting there. I'm like, God damn it. And the kid next to me, it's like, hey, you want to be my partner? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And ironically enough, um, Matt, who is still one of my best friends to this day since, since sixth grade, um, made the transition for me super easy. And uh, I, from there, took off, like made a bunch of friends, never looked back and all that kind of stuff. But if I, I could have easily kept telling my mom 
like, no, no, no. Um, I don't, I don't want to go to the school and I would have never have grown and, and learned to meet new friends because I was so used to this other private school I went to, right? Like it was a smaller school. It was private. Everybody kind of knew each other and it was terrifying for me to go to this bigger school, but I kind of got out of my comfort zone and made a few new friends. I played, like I said, I played sports, um, just to meet new people, made some friends there, made some friends at school and boom. I made a bunch of new friends, lifelong friends, and that and that's where I met my wife in high school. So that would have never happen if I would never switch schools. So the 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 lesson there is again like getting out of your comfort zone, and it's okay to uh, to do that, and it is going to be scary. But if you just stay persistent and you don't quit, those hard times are going to lead to something good, right? growth comes from coming out of your comfort zone, not from staying within it. And if I would have stayed in my comfort zone and stayed at that old school, who knows what would have happened, but everything happened where I'm at right now because of that moment of switching schools. And like I said, I'm still friends with Matt to this day, not even just friends. Like he's like a brother to me. And, uh, you know, we, we, now I have new friends too, that I met that we're still friends and really close. And, um, it's just crazy how things work out. So that's my first story. So my second story is about college. And, um, you know, like my parents wanted nothing but the best for me. And college was always like a non-negotiable. And I didn't have any family members that went to college. I was the first one. Um, so it was a non-negotiable and I had to do it. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I felt like everybody had this, their life figured out in high school. I'm going to school for this. I'm going to school for this. And the only thing that somewhat appealed to me was physical therapy. And like, I didn't, because I had physical therapy before I've had knee issues. I've had shoulder issues. So like, I kind of knew about it, but that was the only thing that appealed to me because like, I just didn't, I was good in school. I just didn't like it. Um, as much as people will tell you otherwise, like I just truly didn't like it, even though I got good grades. So I thought I had to go to college. So I chose physical therapy because it was something that like just somewhat appealed to me a little bit. So I go to school for three years um, at Cleveland State University for my undergrad, uh, get good grades. And then we have a cadaver lab and a cadaver lab is what it sounds like. It's essentially where you dissect cadavers and look at the different veins, arteries, um, different muscles and all that kind of stuff. So learned a lot from there, um, which was really cool. But then at the same time, I was also shadowing at uh, the Cleveland Clinic, which is a hospital by me, um, some physical therapists. And I shadowed two physical therapists in the ICU. I shadowed two physical therapists and outpatient. So I kind of got a little bit of experience on both aspects. And I just like, I like didn't hate it, but I didn't like, like it either. Um, there was pros and cons to like the ICU pros and cons to outpatient. And just some things I heard from people, I was almost like, eh, this sounds kind of like boring, blah, blah. And again, for me, I was just like, I don't like this. So the cadaver lab 
and can, the human gross anatomy end up being an extremely hard and overwhelming class. Um, so I was like, not because you have in order to get into grad school, you can't just pass a class. You have to get like a certain grade. You have to get like a B or an A. And I was getting like a C in this class because it was just so much work. And um, at the same time, I was shadowing. And I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I like this. So me and my buddy, we went to go take the GRE, which is a placement test to get into PT school. And of course, I bombed it. At that point, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm, I don't want to be a physical therapist. And all those years that I put in, you know, I, I had family and friends that were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you going to do now? You're going to quit? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you have to get a degree. You got to do this shit. Like, you have to get a job, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... I just don't want to do it. So ironically, um, as I just told you, you are a badass. That book I'm reading, that's the first time I read that book um, about four years ago at this point, four or five years ago. And that was the first time I ever noticed and read like, oh, shit, like you can do what you want. And again, like I didn't have any confidence. I always thought that you had to go to college to be successful. I really did Um, because I didn't know any better. And... I knew I liked lifting. I knew I liked strength training. And I I somewhat kind of worked out with some people. I never really trained anybody, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll get into that. So what I did was I changed my degree from PT to exercise science. And uh, I started taking more exercise science classes and I loved it. And then from there... Again, I thought you had to get like a master's degree or a doctorate. So I applied for um, a master's degree in exercise science. And I, again, I didn't want to do this. But after reading this book, it was like, get out of your comfort zone, take action, right? And don't be scared. Like you never know what can happen. So this is where I made a rule with myself. And this rule stuck with me ever since this day. It's like, when you're scared to do something, That is your sign. You have to go do it. And that rule has stuck with me for the past four or five years. Anytime I've been hesitant to do something, anytime I'm scared to do something, I'm going to go fucking do that thing now as much as it scares me. So there was a few openings. One of the the professors was like, hey, maybe, um, oh, it was the the leading doctor of the, the program. I met with him and he was like, you know, it might not hurt to apply to be a grad student because you get your schooling paid for and you're going to have to work, but, um, it's a really good program. You get to know, you get a bunch of connections and you get the program paid for. So I'm like, cool. Okay. I'll try it. I didn't think anything of it. And I'm like, I'm not going to get accepted. So I had the interview. I think I, I, I got a suit. I never fucking wear a suit. I rented a suit. I wrote up this resume. I wrote up these like bullshit answers on this like questionnaire I had to fill out. And I go to the interview and there's like three people that are interviewing me. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. At this point, I didn't really have any experience getting interviewed in general. So three people interview me. It's like the two head doctors and like uh, a, an assistant, like a grad assistant. And I think I fucking bombed the fuck out of this thing. Like I walked out of there. I was so fucking nervous going in. Like I never, I don't think I've ever been that nervous in my life. And I walk out of there and I'm like, well, I fucking bombed that. Because there's only like three spots open. And um, I just, I didn't think I had what everybody else had. And, um, you know, so I'm like, well, hey, at least I did it. So three days later, I get a call. 
and it's one of the doctors like hey bob like congratulations like you got accepted into the thing and i was like holy shit so i was pretty pumped up i told my family about it and you know they they gave they bought me like a cake and we had a little celebration yada 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 and then um i forget where i saw it at but i was just kind of like eh like i don't i don't know if i want to do this i'm like i kind of just I don't need this, right? I'm like, I kind of just want to like start my own business. And again, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but it's like something was pulling me in that direction. Like, I just know I wanted to do that. So I call the guy back a few days later, like a week later. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. Obviously, I was like, thank you for everything, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to do this. And, uh, and I had to tell my family and they're like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, I just know, like, I want to be a something fitness. I didn't know what it was yet. I just don't want to be something fitness. So again, getting out of my comfort zone, taking action and doing like what feels right in my gut, right? So I don't do this PT program. I don't do this, this, um, what do you call it? This exercise science program. I finish out my degree, right? And I graduate and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this personal training online thing, right? I saw people doing it. I'm going to try it. So I try this online personal training thing and, um, I get a few clients. Okay. And it's going okay. Right. And, um, you know, at this point I didn't really have any experience like training people in person. Um, so what I did was I started training like family and friends in person and that was going pretty well and things were going pretty well and I was learning, and then I, I was like, you know what? I have to get in-person experience. I just have to, because there's so much that you learn from in-person. And like, I just didn't know if it was, this was for me. Like, am I a fraud? Like, I literally felt like um, imposter syndrome. I was like, I don't know if I'm like made to be a coach. Like, I haven't really trained anybody in person. Am I meant to do this? So I went to go get, um, start looking at some jobs in person. And of course, that's when COVID hit. So all the gyms were shut down. So I stayed online, stayed online, got back, and um, there's this one gym where I was like, you know what, I really want to join this gym, and I apply, and, and the owner, I like knew her, um, you know, and she's just an amazing person, still amazing person to this day, she's, actually, she's like an entrepreneur, she's um, a huge influence on me, she owned the gym at the time, and she's like, you know, we'd love to have you, like, we just hired this other trainer, but I'll keep you in mind, like, definitely if some spots open up, we'll, we'll hire you on. So I was waiting, waiting, waiting. And then posture syndrome just kept building, building, building up. And I basically like quit, right? Like I, I had a lot going on in life. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was very overwhelmed. Um, and I was like, I can't do this. So I basically was like, you know what? I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to do something else. I can't get a job in person. Like I'm not meant to be a physical or a personal trainer. Um, even online, I'm like, okay, like, I'm a fraud, blah, blah, blah. So I stopped training and I go do some other work for about like a six month period. And this is the lesson learned where it's like the only way that you're never going to get, the only way that you get confident is if you don't quit. If you quit, you're never going to get confident because you're proving to, you're telling yourself that, hey, like you can't do this right? So I do a bunch of other work, you know, works for my dad, did some like contracting work. 
and I was like, this is just not for me. Like, I fucking can't do this. Like, it's just not for me. It's a great um, industry, but I can't fucking do it. Like, I just hate it. And I just know training is my passion and I love it. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck this, Bob. You're going to stop being a little bitch and you're going to get to work. So I read this book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, um, one of the second best books I've ever read. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Again, we have to get out of your comfort zone. Remember, I'm super shy. I have a lot of anxiety. Um, everybody has anxiety, but I had a lot of anxiety. And I was telling myself these stories, making these stories up like, you can't talk to people. You can't be in big groups. How are you going to be a personal trainer in person if you can't talk to people? So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to try it. This is what you want to do. We're going all in. I don't care. Because I technically wasn't like all in before because I was still working on a job on the side. I was doing some online training. But I'm like, you know what? We're going all in on a trainer. So right after COVID, I applied to a million different gyms. I never knew how fucking hard it was going to be to get a job at a gym. Jesus. Um... I applied to uh, this one gym and they actually didn't want me to be a trainer. They wanted me to be a manager. Never got hired there. I applied to this other gym in Cleveland, which is like 30 minutes away from me. That actually would have been a cool spot, but the fucking 30 to 40 minute drive every day, especially during the winter, would have sucked. Um, so I got this job about another 40 minutes away from me, the opposite direction, but I wouldn't have to worry about like all the traffic from Cleveland. And she, this owner, her name was Hannah, just an amazing person. Um, always be grateful for her. She was like the only one that gave me a chance. And I remember training my first person, being so nervous, and the trainer was like, that was taken over, was like, yeah, this is gonna be the hardest client you're ever gonna train. It's like, she's the hardest client I've ever had. Like, that was the first person I ever coached in person. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? But hey, again, I got out of my comfort zone. I still took action. Didn't let that feel, didn't let that fear take over me i was like i have to do this again i was scared so i was like i have to take this action i have to do it and i have to go all in and see if this is me here i ended up becoming like really good friends with this client she was amazing she made really good progress um all the other clients i had at this gym we had such good connections and i'm like i freaking love this this is amazing and then the this a spot opened up at the other gym i wanted to go to which was five minutes away from me so of course i had to take it i take that job i uh get hired there become a trainer there have a full roster meet some amazing people uh coach people i start coaching group classes which i never thought i would do so the funny part is though i got more comfortable over time i got more confident so i go from being this person who can never be in front of people who was really scared to talk to people, who didn't think he was a trainer, to forcing myself to do the things I was scared of, becoming more confident as a trainer, becoming a better speaker, communicating better, learning better technique, learning to become a better coach, learning to break past my fears, all because I still took action, okay? I didn't let the fear stop me and prevent me from taking action. I took action, and from that action, and getting uncomfortable, getting out of my comfort zone led to be me more confident. So from there, uh, again, I was in person trying to grow my online business. Um, and then, as you may know, um, Eric uh, reached out to me and had an amazing opportunity with Eric and, you know, just learned so much from that and 
became an extremely better coach from that and um, made some cool friends there. And now it's like, hey, now again, I'm growing my own business and again, getting out of my comfort zone to do my own thing. Because again, it's something that deep down inside of me, it's like, well, this is something I want to do and it's scary, but that's a good thing. Remember, the things I'm scared of, I will always take action to. And wherever my gut is pulling me, I know I have to go do those things. So as you can see, this stuff's not easy. But if something feels right to you and you feel getting pulled in a certain direction, you're only going to accomplish that thing and be more confident at that thing by fighting past the initial resistance and taking action. Okay. So again, like those are just like a few uh, stories like that I wanted to share with you because I truly believe like if I can do it, because I remember sitting right before I remember my whole life thinking like, this isn't me. Like how can all these people do this? I can never do it. I remember reading you are a badass, the book four or five years ago and thinking how, like it's so easy for her to say, in the book, but like, I can't do this. This isn't me. Fast forward four or five years. I am that person that changed just because I got uncomfortable and took action. And remember, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It's just small, simple actions to get you out of your comfort zone and help you grow. And that can mean different things for different people. And again, it can just be one action this month, one action next month, two actions, and then it kind of compounds over time. But the key is you have to take action. It's so easy. Talk is cheap, right? They say that saying talk is cheap. It's true because everybody can talk, right? That's why a lot of people um, don't get to where they want to be. But the people who actually take action and who are patient and follow the process, those are the ones that succeed, right? So Obviously, I'm really emphasizing taking action, taking action. The, the biggest way to get confident is to take action, okay? So to kind of sum up, just like three little like lessons like how to live a more confident life. Number one, get out of your comfort zone, right? Whether that's hiring a coach, joining a gym, hiring a trainer in person, whether that's starting a business, whether that's uh, applying for a job that you've always wanted to do, whether that's going on a trip you always wanted to take, whatever the case may be, getting out of your comfort zone is going to be one of the first steps because that is where growth happens. And again, it's not easy, but if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? It's the cliche little saying, but it's true. And the key here is when you get out of your comfort zone to not give up when shit gets tough. Because again, when you quit, that decreases your confidence. But when you keep going and you push past that initial resistance, you push past the times that's hard, you push past when you uh, maybe go off your diet, you push past when um, maybe you had a bad experience in the gym, you push past when maybe um, somebody said something to you that's when you grow. That's when you make progress. Number two, this is actually something that I learned from uh, the old owner of the one gym that, uh, again, she's just 
an inspiration to me. She owns a lot of businesses. She's just an amazing, amazing person. She mentioned something about like she had a talk at my high school um, at one of the graduations, and she talks about failing forward and basically like the success ladder where everybody wants it to be such a straight line, and it's never like that. And you have to fail and keep getting back up. And it almost looks like a zigzag to get to where you want to be. And any successful person that you hear, all you see is like their end result. And this is why social media too can be an issue because you're only seeing the end result of somebody. You're not seeing the actual process that they went through to get to that point. You're never seeing all their failures that they went to. You're not seeing all the stress that they dealt with and are dealing with, all the anxiety that they went to, all the hard times. You're only seeing the product of their action over time. So just remember, like, fail forward, keep going. You miss a workout, fucking awesome. Get your next workout in. You overeat, cool. Get right back on track the next day. Awesome. You got hurt a little bit. Okay, cool. What can you do versus what can't? Something came up with with your job and and this happened. Cool. Like, how are you going to work around it? Keep going. Failure is part of the process. You're not going to be perfect. What matters is being consistent and not giving up and being okay with failure and learning that failures are an opportunity to grow because that's the only way that you're going to learn. That's where you learn some of the best lessons is from failure. So again, fail forward and that is how you're going to get to where you want to be. And lastly, the one I kept emphasizing, number three, is going to be basically like just taking action. Keep making those promises to yourself that you say you're going to do, right? You say you're going to work out four times this week on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at 2 p.m. Work out that week on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at 2 p.m., okay? If you say you're going to track your calories for the next seven days, track your calories next seven days because when you do this, you're telling yourself and proving yourself that you can do this. If you don't follow through with what you say you're going to do, you're proving to yourself that you're a liar, and that's only decreasing your confidence, right? So make sure that you follow through with exactly what you say you're going to do. And instead of focusing so much on the end goal, focus more on the daily actions. Focus more on being better than who you were yesterday. Focus more on being 1% better every day. And if you can do that, if you can cross off all of your actions, cross off your boxes, the tasks that you have, and be that 1% better, and, and com- instead of compare yourself to other people, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, and stay consistent, and win every day, or most days, dude, you're going to succeed, you're going to get to where you want to be, and you're going to fucking be more confident, so that's the podcast, hopefully this helped, um, hopefully I didn't talk too much about the stories, and, uh, and yeah, so just wanted to say, again, thank you more than you know, you guys are all amazing, um, again, if you you found this helpful, leave a five-star review. It helps a ton. If you know somebody that might benefit from this podcast because they're struggling with confidence, send them this episode. And then, of course, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask because I'm always here to help. So I just want to say thank you again. We'll talk soon and have a good one.